This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey there, we're pulling this episode from our story archives where we've covered part one and part two of Lupin in preparation for part three of Lupin releasing October 5th. We hope you enjoy this episode and our upcoming deep dive coverage on Lupin part three. All right, welcome back. The much anticipated release of are we calling this season two or part two? I'm so confused I, I as to think, whether this is season one or I, season two. I think we need to call it season two. Um because the, it it looks like completely different seasons. The episode counter starts over. Uh and I kind of think they're not gonna carry this on beyond this whole uh, let me get my the first be, be past this whole Pellegrini yeah. thing. I don't think they're if they are. I think it's going to be almost like a, a separate series. Uh, I feel like this is a limited I series. I don't agree. I don't agree. I don't agree. But we don't have to get so in. We can get into that more. But I haven't really thought deeply about that. I just think it would be absolutely stupid to cancel this show after. It's a great uh, show. I don't think they should cancel season. it. But uh, I think we'll I call also it season think that. I don't think Netflix can be trusted on season labeling, especially with foreign content. For animes, for example, they absolutely butcher seasons and parts and all mm. that kind of stuff. So, like, it's not to be trusted. Okay. Um, but people are calling it part two. Hey, I, I will say I don't trust Netflix's uh, episode listings episode either. Anything? After after I watched uh, the first season of Black Mirror, I think it was, um, it started on the last episode and played backwards oh, to the first. Oh, yes. Yes, that <laughs> happened to me with yeah. Black Mirror as well. What was the deal with that? Um, I think it's because it puts the top, the latest episode at the top, or it was doing that for a bit. So whenever you would go to a previous season, the last episode of the season would be at the top. And Black Mirror doesn't label their episodes like one through seven mm. for the most part. So I just only remember it being for Black Mirror, though. Yeah. Well, um, we've kind of put this off a bit because we did a mad sprint last week to record all of season one, I guess. Mm-hmm. I kind of refuse to. No, this feels like season one to me still, but whatever. I don't, I don't know. Because it, it released three months after or four months after. Uh, True. When did we watch? You know, I feel like it came out in January, part one. It did so. come out. It was like end of the year or in January. Yeah, December when we or did January. Our first episode. Yeah, yeah um all right well let's let's get going on the episode recap well, i think uh, i think we forgot for, to introduce ourselves oh, actually so who who are you oh i don't know i am paul cernin sometimes i go by the name of arsan lupon uh sometimes but i'm also uh, mario busto for the purposes of this podcast <laughs> what about you what's your name uh, i'm a sandy up uh, my papa was a papa car uh but uh hmm. for now I'm, I'm going uh going by zachary Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay, yep. so, hey, Zach. Thanks. Nice to meet you. Hi. Nice to meet you, too. Man. All right. Uh, thanks. Yep. Appreciate it. All right, so uh, we're getting into the episode here, and we're picking up right where we left off with part one, um, where you have um, Asan and Claire looking for Raul, and um, he's been kidnapped by the hitman. Do we know the hitman's name? Because in my notes, I just repeatedly call him the hitman, I, I don't, kidnapper. I don't know who it is. I just keep calling him the hitman, too. Yeah, or a so goon. If he's officially, he is the hitman in this episode because I'm not going to look at it on IMDb right now mm-hmm. uh, to find out what his name is. Everyone's names are quite forgettable in this show. Well, they are the all characters. foreign. So, yeah, I think Claire, yeah. Claire and Asan and Ra- well, the well, three main ones are the easiest to remember. I don't think it has anything to do with them being foreign. I think it has more to do with few like very few of the characters have memorable scenes in this show. That's true. Uh, I mean, we remember Benjamin, Hassan, Babakar, Claire. They, because they have memorable Juliet, scenes. Raul, yeah. 
Yeah, they left an impact. I, I would say the only people who haven't left an impact in the show are like police officers and goons. But that's because <laughs> yeah, but that's because they've been like plot devices yeah. in some ways. So I mean, Dumont left an impact. He had an whole episode about him. Oh, yeah. Gadira leaves an impact. Um, I, I forgot the captain's name again, and I forgot the lieutenant's name. The, the lieutenant's name. Yeah. So we got the captain and the lieutenant. Maybe you can do some research for me so that I'm not so disrespectful to their characters <laughs> here. If you can find the names while I go into this episode recap. All right, I'll look it up. All right, so part one ends with Asan looking for Awul, and his name gets called, or actually, somebody calls him Lupin. I've been uh, corrected here where it's not Lupin, it's Lupin. So it's going to be Lupin from now on. Is it really this Lupin? Podcast. It's Lupin, yeah. We're going to keep it. I mean, we might as well learn French if we're going to do this podcast yeah, at this I mean, point. Kayla, My goal Kayla actually is to, knows a little bit of French. So. Well, bring her on the podcast. She knows more than me. <laughs> uh, so I think we're going to have to... My goal is to learn French. By the time I'm done with this series, it's to have known French. <laughs> so, so next week... <laughs> no, no. By the last episode, we will do an entire podcast in only French. Oh, so, so by the end of this week. Got it. Yeah, true. That's a good point. But I think there's going to be more seasons, so I hope I have more time. You know, those geniuses that can like learn languages like in days? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm a genius, but uh, we'll see what happens in the next three days. All right. Um, all right. So here we go. Uh, we're picking up from a different perspective. The uh, episode one here picks off and gives you like a perspective from Gadira's uh, point of view, mm -hmm. where we see at the last season, he kind of spent an all-nighter um, and got an alarm that it was Maurice LeBlanc's birthday, but we didn't get any like looking into, you know, what he did after that. Right. Yeah. So in this episode, you see that he got on a train and, and went to the same place that Hassan's heading. Actually, he was on the same train. Yeah. And he, obviously Gadira appreciates sleep more than he does finding criminals because he clearly, I mean, Hassan walked right by him. He fits the entire, you know, look, right. We didn't just walk by him. He ran into him. <laughs> Ran literally into his shoulder. Yeah. The guy was like, hey, I need my eight hours, so let's call it here. <laughs> um, he slept pretty much. He, he was sleeping in the office. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Anyways, um, so we it takes us all the way into the point where he calls Asan Lupin. And uh, Lupin. the episode continues from there. Lupin. Yeah, I got it. Just correct me every time I say it wrong. I will. From there, um, he gives him the lowdown. He says, hey, I saw a guy shoving a kid into a car. And Asan and Claire run to the parking lot. To, you know, see if they can, if the guy is still there for some reason, I guess. Mm -hmm. But um, Asan immediately hot wires a car. One of the things I love about this episode and in many of the episodes, actually, I think specifically this episode, uh, is that you notice a trait about Asan. He doesn't look at the world the way other people look at the world. He always looks at the, like his setting, his environment for how he can exploit his environment mm -hmm. to pull off some sort of Lupin type Feet, you know what i mean so immediately like he doesn't look at a car antenna the way i look at a car antenna no rips off a car antenna and just breaks into a car and of, of course he knows how to hotwire cars and audi um, if anyone was wondering yeah yeah so he hotwires a car and gadira talks him into letting him go with him because he promises that he can help mm -hmm. uh, so they head off in hot pursuit of the hitman although at this point they don't know where they're heading um, I don't even think the hitman knew where he was heading at this point. No. Um, I got to say, one of my reactions in the scene was I, I, I felt bad for Claire. She's always in the dark here. Mm -hmm. And even when her child's been kidnapped, she's just in the dark and has to listen to a song <laughs> in hopes that he's going to follow through. So it's just like, yeah. hey, just wait here, you know? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. So they head off in hot pursuit, him and Gadira, and you get your first flashback of the episode. Um, we see the same actress that's been playing Claire and young Hassan for the last few episodes here. Mm -hmm. Um, and we see Claire, she's mad because somebody broke her violin. I mean, this school has an unprecedented amount of bullies, yeah, uh, petty bullies. And they broke her violin, um, uh, in the middle of like, while she was about to go up for a rehearsal practice or something. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. Um, Hassan follows her after she kind of tells him off. And essentially kind of tells him off in a way that reflects on the situation in, in the present day where she says, it's not all about you, Asan. And Asan tends to make everything about him in the scenes with Claire. So he follows her to the violin shop and um, has a moment there where he gets to hear Claire play the violin. 
And um, he tries to pull off like a knight in shining armor type of move where uh, he goes up and says, you know, hey, let us rent this this violin from you. Uh, but you get the first of what would be kind of a theme in this episode. He has the, an encounter with a racist behind the the um, who's the owner of the shop who was going to let Claire rent out this violin mm-hmm. if she had thought of the idea. But since Hassan is black, doesn't allow him conveniently to uh, rent the violin. Yeah, um, that's actually a common pattern that we see all throughout that episode. I wonder if racism is, you know, still like that over there in France. Yeah. You know, it took me back. It took me aback. I'll be honest with you. Um, I mean, I guess it's it's everywhere, right? So it's not like this is a new thing. But uh, you're gonna find a racist anywhere in the world, depending oh, that's on true. You know, what cultures are in play, right? There's just always that sort of element, but. It was definitely a theme in this episode, and you see it throughout. Um, I didn't know it was going to be a theme until um, later, you know, on. probably twenty minutes later. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, you kind of see that it. They don't really go deep into it, but you can kind of see it, uh, those themes throughout the show as well. I mean, you have moments where Pellegrini is a straight up racist talking about Babacar, mm-hmm. and um, and other instances like that. I can't think of uh, of others. I think Pellegrini kind of dominates that front there. Yeah. Anyways, um, I got to give it to Hassan. I was very happy that he called the man a racist to his face. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a good way to end that scene. Uh, flash forward, we're back with Hassan and Gadira, who are able to track the direction the kidnapper is heading in by looking at a map and realizing they're in the middle of nowhere and that there's only <laughs> one town ahead and on one road. So they got to head through Bourneville. Cut to the kidnapper, who uh, I, I got to give him props. You know, a little round of applause here. Yeah, he shoved Raul into the trunk before heading into town because I was wondering. I was like, "Is yeah. he gonna stop? He's heading into this town with a kid who has a gag in his mouth." Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a little know, kinky. Oh well, that's kind of gross. Anyways, <laughs> uh, he throws him in the trunk of the car before heading into the town, and that little scene where he he shoves him into the trunk, mm-hmm. it made me wonder. Maybe it's easy from my perspective, having not been kidnapped. Yeah, but. Uh, if you've been dragged through this town and you're in a car and he hasn't killed you by now, that means that he's trying to save you for later for some reason. Yeah. You don't may not know the reason, but you have a you fight a little harder. You're not blindfolded. You know, you're yeah. in the middle of the road. Well, you know, you know, here's, you fight a little bit harder. Here's another thing. When, when you're put in the back of a trunk like that, you realize there is a glowing pull system that you can literally pull from the inside to pop the trunk open. It's a safety feature. Have you been stuck in the trunk? No, but I've been in trunks. I know it's a, it's a common feature. It's been around for like 20 plus years. Um, Let's test this out the next time I see you. You're going to put me in a trunk? Yeah. Okay. Put me in your trunk and I will show but, you how to but get I'm out. Gonna dr- I'm going to drive around though. Well, that's fine. But, you know, another thing that could have happened was when you put me into the trunk and then you're going to go up to the front, I could have popped it open and jumped out real quick. This is true. Yeah. This is true. All right, let's get back to it. Uh, we get we get a cut back to Claire who didn't listen to Hassan and tries to get the help from some useless cops. I think they're cops. And um, yeah. she gets frustrated by the typical bureaucracy of anything that's run by any sort of local or federal government. So they pretty much say, hey, ma'am, we understand your kid was uh, just kidnapped, but why don't you hours. fill out a flyer? We'll get back to you in 24 hours and hope he's not dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Claire is not okay with this, so she runs off to... Go do something. Fine. I don't know what she does because that's the last time we see her in the entire episode. Yep. But uh, what is she going to do? I'm going to go find my son. And yeah, just okay. drops off the face of the earth. Yeah, just that's it. That's <laughs> it for the show. Goes to a pub. Uh, we don't see her again the rest of part two. <laughs> okay, so back to the kidnapper. Continuing the theme of racism uh, by shop owners in this episode, the kidnapper goes into a bar that apparently is completely racist because in typical like sitcom fashion, the whole bar goes silent when yes, he walks in yes and uh he makes a call to pellegrini who explains to him that that he explains to uh that he's in a messy situation and uh, pellegrini just does not give a damn and hangs up immediately um makes you wonder zach how much is this hitman paid for this kind of stuff i mean <laughs> he can't be paid too much <laughs> how much you got to get paid to put up with that nonsense you know what i mean it, it just depends on how dumb you are I mean, if he's dumb, why would Pellegrini trust him? Maybe he doesn't trust him. Maybe, no, maybe it's on. it's just you know. You're imagining. You're, a, you're a, a French disposal. billionaire. You're an evil French billionaire. 
and you got like a hitman that you trust here, right? Uh-huh. You're not putting just any hitman on him, you know? You should be putting the best, but the problem is, is this guy does not portray a good hitman. <laughs> I think he's doing what the script is telling him to do, obviously, but, uh, you know, but yes, he does not, from what he does in this show, but I got to say he's durable. He's a durable hitman, and we'll see that later on. Yeah. Uh, Asan catches up to uh, the town, and we get back to something that I missed earlier in the episode. Anytime, at least in the first quarter or first half of this episode, that you that we get Asan or Claire on screen, you see the cinematography change completely mm. compared to when Gadira or Hitman is on um, on screen. You get this very shallow depth of field, this very disoriented style of cinematography. Interesting. Um, that that's going on. You specifically see it when they're when they run out to the parking lot, and Asan's looking around. He's yeah. just looking for anything. He's and, frantic. And good choice there, I gotta say. Um, although you do notice that it kind of fish eyes a bit. So I wonder what that's about. There's several parts in this episode, uh, specifically on a shot where the hitman's pulling up to this, um, castle he goes to that mm. the castle's completely like dis- uh, distorted in the shot. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, okay, probably so, like some sort of GoPro or something on a, on the car or whatever. Yeah. 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 So a song catches up to the hitman in, in a town that seems to be completely completely racist because nobody even will answer his question it's, mm-hmm. it's just kind of absurd to be honest with you uh and nobody will answer his question despite him saying my son has been taken have you seen a clear question have you seen a great mm-hmm. bmw or you know a or a man, man in a beige coat with a blaze, beige coat with a mixed yeah. race kid mm-hmm. driving a bmw yeah yeah and considering you know this town has never seen uh a black person before I was and, uh say. You would you would think that they could answer that question pretty easily. It seems like anyways. It. Hold on, but before before we get on to the next part, you know, when we were watching this and we got to this bar. Um Yeah. A thought occurred to me. What? Is this the same bar from that bar fight in Gangs of London? No, absolutely not. It looks actually, so freaking similar. Like actually, the bar, like everything up there where everything is, all the equipment, it looks the same. You might be on to something here that I didn't pick up on uh, because obviously they could just um, change the what the entrance looks like. Right. But mm-hmm. that entrance to that bar in Gangs of Linen has a very distinct entrance. It has like a corner entrance. Well, we're talking like about from the door. inside, though. Look at the inside. I have to I have to go back. But the door on this one looks straight on. The actual bar looks very similar. Yeah. I, I give you that. But yeah. But I don't think it's the same bar. All right. Well, that'll, that'll be the homework to figure out if that's the same bar. Although I think it's the same production company that makes both of those. Really? Shows. Actually, no, no, there's no way in hell. No yeah, way. I was going to say Gangs of London is like really gory compared to this. Very different style. But, uh, yeah, I guess it depends who's. I, I wouldn't put too much stock in that, to be honest. But uh, but it does have a specific style. Um, all right. So Asan catches up. You get a scene where Gadira calls his partner, the lieutenant. And to let her know that he is with Cernin. Um, meanwhile, Asan calls attention to the bar, but is not putting up with the same level of BS that the hitman was putting up with. Mm-hmm. He asks a question and the barkeep tries the, that same thing, you know, only for customers uh, mm-hmm. move that he pulled. Mm-hmm. And Asan quickly slams his head down and uh, we get that moment where the BMW peels out. I don't understand why the hitman decided to peel out. But um, how else would Asan have noticed that he was there? So the great BMW peels out immediately. <laughs> and uh, I've got to say, I had to write in my notes, you know, that he is literally the least sneaky person on this planet. No, he, he's an idiot. Like nobody, <laughs> he doesn't even know you're there. And you, it's just like, it's just like he should have just stood outside like, of the car and waved. Hey, hey, <laughs> I'm driving away right. now. Yeah. So um, we get a flashback. The, we continue the flashback here where we see, I think probably the first time Hassan has decided to deal something in his life mm-hmm. because he decides that he's going to go back to the store and steal a violin so that Claire can have one for her recital. It's a short flashback, but yeah. we go back to the hot pursuit of Hassan with the hitman. And Gadira, <laughs> I don't who's worse at... Uh, Hiding who they truly are, the hitman or, or Gadira? Uh, <laughs> it's a very, very good question. Gadira gets a text mid chase, and he, <laughs> he kind of like awkwardly stumbles and goes, 
it's my wife. <laughs> you know, he goes, he pulls one of those. I'm like, wow, this is, this is great. Uh-huh. And, uh, and not just once though, at least twice. He's like, oh, it's my wife. I got to yeah, stop. I got to, yeah. I got to make a call <laughs> at this bar. Oh, hi. It's I my wife. Call. <laughs> oh my gosh. The hitman gets away on this road that there's literally nothing ahead of them. Uh, he gets away <laughs> on the side <laughs> of the road and you know, we're going to, I won't, I won't spend too much time here. Okay. Hitman gets away and Asan uh, gets pretty much shaken for a moment here mm-hmm. uh, where it gives en- the Hitman enough time to get to the house and set up shop while Asan has been lost by him apparently. Mm. Um, I didn't know the house was so far down the road, but apparently it was far down the road. Yeah, I didn't know uh, it was either. Didn't seem like it. Yeah. Yeah. It was at that point when he pulls up with the beamer to the castle uh, and hits the the stone base. Mm-hmm. Um that you see the castle really distorted. So I was like, Hmm, I wonder if that was on purpose. Um, the hitman holds up in the house and plans a final showdown with Hassan. And I can see from his perspective, why he does what he does, uh, which was he takes the son's phone and sends a fake text to Hassan mm-hmm. to try to lure him to this house. Mm-hmm. I get it. He's kind of in a situation he wasn't expecting to be in, uh, having kidnapped the son. That was a contingency he didn't plan for. And now he needs a way to ice the dad and try to keep the son alive. I guess he wasn't trying to kill the son, you know, mm-hmm. until, <laughs> until a certain point, uh, a son calls BS because he references this obscure Lupin Lupin detail that the hitman knows nothing about. Um, I got to ask a question. Is that a coffee machine? No, that's the dishwasher. <laughs> wow. I was like, man, I can go for an espresso right now. <laughs> um, all right. So I got to say in the actual show, it felt like, it felt like only maybe two weeks had passed, you know, from season one. Yeah. So I don't know how many books of Lupin there are, but he's, he's betting a big move here that his son has read like all of our son Lupin, mm-hmm. you know, but then again, he gave him a book. So he knows what's in that book. Right. Exactly. Just because it didn't happen on screen doesn't mean it didn't happen. So meanwhile, the hitman is busy getting a musty ass shotgun ready for a showdown with the son, which made me wonder what happened to his Desert Eagle sized pistol. Oh, my gosh. I know. The crooked cops let him go. Yeah. So but they but they took away his gun. It's a very valid question. Pajo? Yeah. Pajo? Yeah. I will say okay. there's a pajo. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I also had a moment here where he has this vocally villainous moment where he's like, I'm waiting for your dad so I can show him my gun. And then after I'm done with him, I'm going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, he's a kid for God's sake. Like if you're not trying to kill him, can you at least like, you're about to kill his dad. Mm-hmm. Can you just you know, <laughs> take it down a notch. All right. Meanwhile, Hassan strides up to the house like Clint Eastwood while Gadira squats behind a bush like uh idiot you know, just trying to keep cover yeah. well not really i could see i would have done what gadira did i wouldn't have done what asan did in the situation <laughs> you know uh asan and the hitman have an old style stare off where asan does what you finally wished he would do he threatens to kill the hitman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for those who have how did you feel when those words came out i was Asan's so mouth? excited i was like come on come on you could do yeah. it i knew you had it yeah. in you <laughs> for those who haven't listened to all of the episodes we have a a bet i think uh, asan can kill and if he does mario owes me a bottle of whiskey albeit it'll probably be small and if he doesn't yeah, i owe him be, one yeah yeah actually let me just get that uh rough riders you got oh you yeah. want that one i can't believe yeah how, i'll take that how intense that one is it's like 117 proof I I don't know. I think I prefer the step down rough riders. I think so too. This one's this one's yeah. it's good, but you can only have a little bit at a time. I think this one hits you quick. Mm-hmm. All right. Flashback to Ben and Hassan. We see the duo at work. We see kind of a, a, a tendency here. We're gonna we immediately figure out that Ben is not the most courageous per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I can't blame him. The kid doesn't want to break the law, whatever. But he'll watch it from afar being broken. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we catch the trend where Hassan is the guy who gets his hands dirty and Ben is the one who watches his back. Meanwhile, Hassan breaks in. A little bit nervous. He's not a seasoned thief yet. Definitely he, not professional. Uh, bra- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not professional. Not too professional. And to top it off, he doesn't go for the 
Am I wrong in saying that I think he stole the most expensive one in the store? I don't he didn't think it the was, one that was the most. I think it was almost the most. I think the price tag had like over 50,000 francs. It was, it was 55,000 francs. I don't know what that means. What is that, what is that in US dollars? I will look it up. Let me know. Uh, okay. 55,000 Swiss francs is, let's see, that's... $60,500. US dollar? Yeah. And this man was renting out that violin for $315 an hour? I guess. Ain't no way in hell you're walking off my property with a $60,000 violin it was a, for 300 bucks an hour. It's a Swiss franc, yeah? Yeah, it's, it's a Swiss franc. It's gotta be. I would assume. All right. Flash forward. We see Hassan and Gadira have a moment in the car. He refuses to involve cops and says that the man who kidnapped his son has the police in his pocket. This is a turning point. I think this line, although they kind of don't spend too much time on it, I think mm-hmm. it's an eye-opener for Gadira, who I agree. doesn't understand how corrupt his department is yet and what situation he's in. Because I think what we're seeing here is the beginning of Gadira, who's going to become the sidekick to Hassan. He's going to become the Commissioner Gordon mm-hmm. to, uh, to Hassan's Batman. Um, and I found this, uh, this other instance pretty interesting where Gadira asks Hassan, what would Lupin do in this situation? And Hassan tells him, this isn't a game. Yeah. Which I found that very surprising because I thought, you Me know. Me too. He's always thinking what Lupin would do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What did you Which, think of that line? Well, it kind of you know, that, that kind of farther um, convinced me of, of my, my previous of opinion. Killing, yes. Where, if you, if you push the right, exactly. Line. If you push the right buttons, he will do something that you're not expecting. You know, I mean, well, his son was kidnapped. That would drive anybody to the edge of I doing agree. what they didn't think they were capable of doing. I agree. But I think that just farther right. emphasizes that, you know, he's definitely capable of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Flashback to Hassan. He gives the stolen violin to Claire. It's a cute moment between the two lovebirds. And uh, Claire refuses to play. Like, like any girl you're going after, you give her a $50,000 violin <laughs> and you just ask her to play a quick tune and nope. Not today. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Uh, <laughs> I gotta say, up until this point, I didn't know where they were going with the violin flashbacks here. Mm-hmm. Uh, until we get back from this flashback moment, I'm gonna go deep here, Zach. Right. You ready? I'm going. I'm going deep. I'm going philosophical. I'm ready. Go ahead. All right. Up until the they return from this flashback, and you see the look on Asan's face, it didn't. It didn't occur to me why. What was the purpose? How does this these series of flashbacks relate to this episode particularly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, at the end of the day, his son is the result of his and Claire's love for each other. It's mm-hmm. the culmination of all of their memories together. So in a sense, he, yes, he's going after his son. He loves his son, but his son is a direct result. Most children are a direct result of the love <laughs> that their parents had for each other. <laughs> That's right? probably the safest so, way to put that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it's the, it's the culmination of all of that. That's what Raul represents. Mm-hmm. Not only does he love his son, but he's also fighting for his connection to Claire because if he loses Raul, he's going to lose his connection to Claire. For yeah. Sure. Absolutely. For sure. So you're seeing this flashback to a kid who would put himself on the line against the law in order to make Claire happy. Right. Mm. So you, you see that kind of play out here where you're like, okay, this, this kid is a result of these memories we're seeing. So it's, it, you know, I like that little uh, touch of emotion in the episode. That's a good point. I like uh, that. Right. Yeah. Hassan confronts Gadira on him being a cop in this moment, uh, which Gadira is shocked, you know, after his excellent <laughs> acting performance. <laughs> he was so good at hiding that. Yeah. Uh, Gadira does do him a solid here. Lets him know how much time he has mm-hmm. before backup gets there. And Hassan uh, takes his wallet and zip ties him to the seat as a, as a return for his uh, tip. Um, I feel like Gadira could have broken out of this a little bit sooner. Uh, it was yeah. just a little 
zip tie. I feel like there's ways to get out of that pretty easily. Yeah. There's enough materials in the car. If you put enough no. pressure on it the right way, it'll it'll pop. I mean, they're not that strong. Yeah. yeah. So this, I mean, this leads to a discussion that we can get into later mm-hmm. about how little convenient moments like this that are not realistic, how much they affect the show. Because to me, I don't care. I like to make fun of them a little bit, but I yeah. truly, I don't care because to me, the show is so well done that I'm okay. They're trying to tell a certain type of story. I'm okay with the plot holes here and there. And we'll point them out later and make, make some fun of them mm-hmm. after. But I totally, I'm not making fun of them in a way that I'm like, oh, I can't believe they let this little plot hole pop in there. No, bro. I don't really. No. Uh, a song goes into the haunted house of horrors in search of his son. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got to say, in each one of these creepy houses, there always has to be some stuffed animal head, something that scares somebody. It can never <laughs> just be a normal house with like no. city furniture. You know, it can't just be something simple. No, it has to have like snakes like decomposed dinosaurs and like corpses of like you know mummies and old pharaohs of old and just i mean i don't understand and also why leave all of that behind it's a very good i was just gonna say like you know they must have died or something because why would you leave like that's like it has to be kind of valuable right like can we talk about that shotgun that that that, uh hitman picks up it's a nice looking shotgun what about that shotgun it is a nice looking shotgun also just left there and yeah. there's just shells. Yeah. They should do a spin-off series where they broke into this guy's house and they have no idea how dangerous the man is who they broke into his home. <laughs> you know? He's he's it's a like John killer Wick's house. Or something. Yeah, it's like John Wick's house. Yeah. <laughs> they accidentally like shot one of his favorite sculptures, and the series just pivots completely. The hitman and Hassan are now working together to, to not try die to survive from John Wick. Madman. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. The guy kills Pellegrini. He kills Pellegrini immediately. And then it's after a son. Yeah. Okay. Can we can we talk about Continue. the passing of time that happened here though? When when uh when Lupin locked uh Gadera in the car. Yes. And then it's like it's like passed. I know. It's, yeah. it's like, <laughs> hey, I don't work with cops. Let me use a zip tie on you here. Twelve that's hours later. All right, that, walking that's into why the house. I said that thing about Gadira and the zip tie. I was like, Yeah. Buddy was in the car from the afternoon to the nighttime, he would have died in there. Oh, you know man. what I mean? Like I hope he left the AC on or cracked the window open for him like a dog, you know, just like <laughs> Imagine it just cuts back and good ears dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap. <laughs> just, <laughs> please leave the AC on, please. Please, Asan. All right. Uh, I don't think he knows Asan's name at this point. I don't think so. All right, so, so Asan makes his way through the house. He gets into a fight with the hitman who is shooting at every shadow he sees. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, the least composed terrible hit, man. This this just goes back to my point previously. This guy sucks at being a hitman. We're gonna have to do some research on movies of all time worst hitmans. This has got least effective (laughs) hitman. Least effective at the very very least. Yeah, Yeah, I wrote several notes here when I saw him shooting at shadows. I was like, how on earth is this the hitman for like the richest man in France? Oh my gosh! Was there no one better? Also. Why is there a scary ass statue or a piece in every one of these homes? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so Asan and him get into a fight. Um, which Asan brought a pool stick to a, a gunfight, and uh, let, let me say the hitman yeah. packs a punch. He's a little guy, he looks like a little, he looks a little bit on the smaller side, but he packs a punch because Asan looks like he's 6'5, 240. He, he, yeah, I know, you know, he, he totally looks like it. And I so, have to say here though, with this whole yeah. fight that goes on, like. This was a, <laughs> this was like a weak ass fight that, that Asan, like, this is like, you should be Asan's a, not a your, fighter. A, we already no, know. No, but come we, on, look at, look at his moves. Look at what he does with, uh, with, uh, Dumont. I mean, this guy is like two touches and you're out. I mean, this guy, this guy, this, yeah, this guy's like some, some tall yeah. beast looking man. He's been in a yeah, good yeah, fight. Yeah. Look at his fights from earlier in the season. And then, and then you get in with this guy when you should That's be at true. your most, like, your right. most powerful like adrenaline pump and your kid is kidnapped and about to die and you just like roll around on the ground like a little girl i I don't know the deal great point great point because he he takes he takes apart that bodyguard that he cons into robbing the louvre yeah he takes him apart in two seconds Mm -hmm. so but the rest of the season he like is not a physical specimen he is not balanced he can't jump over a roof yeah it's uh that's a big plot hole, I think. It's just his. Imb- I don't know if plot hole is the right right term here, but I don't think his it's a plot imbalance. Hole. I think it's inconsistent. Um, 
physical acumen it's just it's ridiculous man it's like some sort of Muay Thai beast who knows who knows what that guy I don't know that guy looked as slow as Lupin did think about it I'm gonna make a point about the hitman later that you're gonna be like anything can be true about this hitman (laughs) after okay anyways Asan throws his ass out the window <laughs> after being nearly choked out with the shotgun. <laughs> and it was in this moment that I was like, <laughs> I got to buy Zach a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> he, just, he just threw him from like 35 feet up. I'm assuming that you're severely injured. Or dead. Like thrown off 35 feet off the air. Broken back. jutting out of your kneecap. You know, like he landed on his back. Out of your shin. He landed on his back. Okay. I thought, and I, was thought I was unresponsive for a moment. I was excited. I was, expect, I was expecting like they would have cut down to that down shot on the Tim camera. Twitching his, or something. His leg, his leg would have been like popped out to the right. It would have been like this horrifying. Oh, you know. Yeah. Anyways, um, just borderline. Ain't no way this man survived that fall, but it is mm-hmm. what it is. Flashback. Um, in the worst scenario possible. Back to Young Nassan. He's busted in the middle of the recital by the police. Um, yeah, just in the middle of the recital, they, uh, they retrieved the violin that he stole. Mm-hmm. This flashback is not like the others because it does this thing where you get a flashback weaved into the present time here where you get the flashback of a son getting caught with the violin. You get the hitman who gets up with just a slight limp after mm-hmm. being thrown from a 30 foot ceiling <laughs> or, or balcony. Yeah. Uh, and at this point, this is where I make my point about the hitman. He literally just says, I've had enough. I have had enough in this day. Yeah. <laughs> Heads to the car. You realize where Raul is in the trunk of the car. Yeah, definitely not now. And he lights the car on fire. This is his response to being thrown <laughs> from the balcony. He says, enough of this. I'm lighting his kid on fire. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, this, you know what I mean? It got he dark real quick. <laughs> he, first and foremost, torched his only way out. He's just been thrown from a from a very tall rooftop. He's in the mm. middle of the countryside. Okay. So he's like, I don't care if I live. I don't care if I have to walk a hundred miles to get back to civilization. <laughs> I'm burning his kid alive. <laughs> You've got to be really pissed off to do that. Who hurt, who hurt this man, bro? Obviously yeah. Asan did by throwing him from the, yeah. <laughs> not even ble- he's not even bleeding. He's no, even bleeding at all. <laughs> he's like a tank. He's like a tank in the size of a shrimp. He's not human, but, Anyways, it made me wonder about his whole childhood and upbringing, how you could just torch a kid and just like, you know, <laughs> not, and then send a, like a snarky text after too. Like, hey, check the car next time, bub. Yeah. Like, okay. So uh, he sends the text. From this point, from when Asan entered, actually, no, this is not a plot hole, so I'm not even going to say it. Asan gets the text to check the car, okay? Mm-hmm. At the point that he, you know, runs down to the car, the car explodes the moment he, he leaves yeah, it, it's engulfed in flames. Yeah, it's engulfed in flames pretty much. We got to test that one day with your car. If, if cars like get lit up that fast, like if they blow up that fast. Well, they can. But um, They can. Yeah. So anyways, Asan gives like an epic scream here where he's sobbing after his son. Mm-hmm. <gasps> mm-hmm. Uh, that was very accurate, I must he, say. Yeah, but he doesn't bother <laughs> to check the car, you know. You know what I mean? I know, you know I, mean? I know. But when I saw that, I was also thinking, it was like, you know, part of me was like, dude, open the trunk, just get him out. But then the other part of me was yeah. like, there's no way to open the trunk. Because unless you have the key or you get into the driver's seat and you pop it open, <clears throat> there's really not an easy way to get that open from the outside. I think you find a way. Here's the other thing. It's also easier to open the car from the inside with the lever that I told you about earlier. So when the hitman leaves you in a car to walk back into the house to kill someone, get out of the car. (laughs) Yeah, because he took you out of the car before and then brought you back down to the car. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And when did that happen? Why not just be? When did that happen though? Lupin was Lupin no, was no, out there. Though. In the, no, but well, it could have happened in the in the twelve hours that Asana was waiting. Yeah, for, um, but they, they were like right to, to there. The like he was yeah. just sitting there, like looking at the building. How did he not? Yeah. Like I don't know. I don't know how that even happened. How he got the kid in the car again? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. All right. Well, Asana is mourning for his son. And the episode ends with Lieutenant Sophia. Did you find out her name? Sophia. That's what her name is, Lou Sophia. Okay. Um, I like that name. 
All right, so points a gun to uh, Asan's head, and the end. Yeah. The end of the episode, right? Pretty much. I mean, she goes to arrest him, obviously. But yeah, that's the end of the episode. She goes to arrest him, and my favorite part of the episode is the flashback to young Claire's disappointed face. She let him down both in the past and in the present. Mm -hmm. They needed that song again after Fabienne died. They needed that song again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I am the last one. <laughs> <laughs> they, needed, they needed that like angelic <laughs> chorus. I mean, his son just got burned alive. Yeah. So, all right, that's the end of the episode recap. I think that was longer than usual. Um, this was a was very eventful longer. episode, I must say. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you think? What was your take on coming back? This was an anticipated return to Lupin. I'm very what happy. Very happy with the episode overall. Uh, I think it was mostly done very well. Um, a few things I'm going to nitpick here and there, but overall, I, I was happy with it, especially as it built up to the end. What about you? Um, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's tough watching these this show like this mm. where we're piecemailing them to to record the episodes because yeah. I just want to go to the yeah, next episode and you know find out is Raúl alive? <laughs> uh, he's got to be alive. But uh, that's my prediction. If the hitman, if the hitman. Could survive a 35 foot fall. Raul can Raul survive being burned alive. Survive flames. He could survive the flames <laughs> for like, yeah. <laughs> it's either that or Gadir is dead in the car. I, I, be, wait, I, I think, I think, overheated, I think Raul is now, not dead uh, because I mean, we're, we're left with yet another big, like missing piece here. Like, where is Gadir? Well, what, what's up with the end? Also, yeah, because you figure Gadir would have heard the shotgun shots. Shotgun you know? or Big anything. man was shooting at his own shadow, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was up with the action figure and the rope? Where did the action figure come from? I... Wasn't that like a Lupin action figure, though? Yeah, was it a gift? Where I did he get I that? don't know. I, I was wondering that myself because it was a very weird scene. It was a... It was a, a weird uh, shot. It was a Lupin action figure. Yeah, I, I, I guess it, it had to have been a gift. Maybe he got it with the hat or something. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. All right, best scene. What was your favorite scene in the episode? <sighs> best scene? I'm going to have to go with the burning car. Like, that was just, like, the, the most intense, unexpected scene in the whole thing. I'm going with... <clears throat> what am I going to go with here? I did enjoy Asan slamming that barkeep's head down. I did enjoy that I, I very did much. Enjoy that too. Um, I like flashbacks, man. I like I like backstory stuff. I don't. Yeah. I'm not saying I like it all the time, but I like thieves stories. Mm -hmm. So I like seeing Asan's first theft. So I'm gonna go with that as my favorite scene. Okay. Um, least favorite scene. Least favorite scene. Uh, I guess I'll go into. Uh, the car chases like can we can we talk about how terrible the car chase scenes are in this in this episode they're i was trying really, to figure out did they have a really green bad. screen on some of that i don't know i i wasn't i was too distracted by just how bad there the was car a scene was there was a point where somebody was driving i think it was the hitman and i thought it just didn't look like he was actually driving they may have yeah, been because I'm not convinced the hitman can drive. I mean, this guy runs over like curbs, peels out when no one's looking, runs into like a yeah. fountain when he's pulling up to a house. This guy can't drive. Yeah, the, the, that scene didn't bother me. Well, I think what what kind of threw me off was like Asan was right behind the hitman, mm -hmm. and there's a pillow, there's just, just like a plume of smoke kicked up in the in the path that the hitman lost supposedly lost him in. And I was like, come on. He left like a whole bunch of smoke there. There's a whole road up ahead. Mm -hmm. You were just like three car lanes behind him. Yeah, you were not far at all. You know? Come on, buddy. So that was the biggest plot hole of the episode for me. <laughs> was the fact that and the, and the gun. The, the fact that this guy's gun was gone. Yeah. I guess the cops took it from him. But if they got the call but from why? the commissioner to release <laughs> him, why would they take his gun? Yeah, it's not evidence. You can't keep that. Can you Unless it was illegal. Are guns illegal in France? Are guns illegal in France? Yes, I can. This says, No civilian may carry any weapons in a public place. A shooter between the ages of 16 and 18 who has a okay. shooting, hunting, ball trip license well, right. can own right. weapons. I'm right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right. Okay, uh, who stole the episode? 
I'm going to go with the detective and not because he's a great detective. detective? Yeah. Gadira? Yeah, Gadira. He was just distractingly you know what? terrible. He is the MVP the, of the but, episode. But it was great. No, he, no he's yeah. the MVP of the episode because Gadira could have been one of these rigid cops. Yeah. You know, but no, he decided to go for the ride. He's not a cop who sees things black and white. He knows no. there's a gray area. He's a guy okay? who, who sees. He knows Asan is not a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. I was, right. was going to say, he, he is a guy who looks like he's met his, his idol or something. Like, he's a big fan of right. Lupin. He's a huge Lupin. fan of, uh, of Asan. Yeah. What does he call him? He calls him Gariman. Ah, uh, Asan calls him Garimond. Garimond, I think. Yeah. Garimond, so yeah. Yeah, you got to say it like in the, in the most. Say it like a Frenchman, Zach. Garimond. There you go. Anyways. Um, I got to give it to Gadira too. Yeah, he was good. He was. Um, where do we go from here? Plot hole. Plot hole. The biggest plot hole for me was what happened to Claire. <laughs> like she goes oh. off to find Raul in the beginning of this, and you don't see her at all. Nothing. Nothing. You're gonna be so mad if the whole next episode is just about Claire. <laughs> it's like it's just 50 minutes of Claire like putting up one <laughs> running around. around the town. Help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please, no police. Um, <clears throat> where does the next episode pick up? Is Raul alive? I I really think Raul's alive because I I don't know. You know where where did Gadara go? Where is he? Because he wasn't he was not in the end of this at all. I somehow think Raul's not dead. Plus, it would also end this way too quick <clears throat> if he was dead in the first episode. <laughs> Let's just talk about that real quick. What? The show would turn into a completely different show if Raul was dead. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what I could relate that to. I mean, Assam would just have to go He'd chase to go and state them on, on everybody. Gadira wouldn't put up with him yeah. because his son just got killed. Mm-hmm. So there is no like little fairy tale where everybody's alive, you know? Yeah. I still tune in, but <laughs> <laughs> just to see like, what are they going to do now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's going to turn into John Wick in the middle of, the, <laughs> of episode two. Um, I'm looking forward to continuing yeah. the season. I'm, I might go watch the second one right now. But uh, well, I'm, I got to say, I think it's almost necessary to watch every episode two times. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, I would definitely say it's worth it because, I mean, you, you, you catch a lot of stuff that you missed the first time. Because like you said before, first time, yeah, you're, really always, you're always paying attention to the dialogue. Second time, you can actually watch it. You don't have to pay attention to every word that's written on screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just, you just pick up so many new things. Mm-hmm. Like, I picked up more on the cinematography. Yeah, like, I didn't, I didn't catch the uh, difference in, in the uh, shallow depth of field. And honestly, yeah. I didn't really even notice the fish. I, Kayla noticed that. I was too busy reading the text. Hmm. Yeah, I'm doing this thing where one eye is down, one eye is up. Yeah, so, I got to train myself yeah. to do that. yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're, let's leave off here. Um, I think we had a, a solid first episode mm-hmm. for part two here. I'm looking forward to the rest of it. We should be done with these episodes by... This time next week? Eh, well, yeah. No, well, I think the they'll weekend. be posted around this time next week. Well, I'm going to have watched all of them by the end of the weekend. Oh, I'm sure I will, too. I mean, it's only, what, Wednesday right now? So mm-hmm. we got tomorrow's two, Friday's Three, Saturday, Sunday. At what, po- at what point do I get a bottle of whiskey if Hassan kills nobody? If he doesn't kill somebody in all of season two. Yeah, that's, yeah. if he doesn't kill anybody in this season. Okay, if he kills no one. Yeah. And it can't be, it can't be, like I said before in the last episode. Yeah, it can't be like it a, can't be a that Pellegrini's on top of a building yeah. and the helicopter pulls above him with the spotlight and he's like penguin on top of Gotham. And he's like, you got me this time, Hassan. Pellegrini's way too close to the, yeah. to the dirt. You yeah. know what I mean? If I'm Pellegrini, there's seven dudes. Seven dudes between me and that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no way in hell I'm even coming close to taking the fall on that. No. There's just no way. Even the Babacar situation. <laughs> I'm not on the ground floor with that. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. His wife was. He, he, he yeah. just had to step back. He's like, he's on speed dial with the hitman. Yeah. Like, I'm out. Is that his main line? I don't know. You know. That's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> That's, 
I will say it's a very unfortunate main line, though. I mean, I, I would not trust that guy to protect me. You don't want you don't want your hitman calling you on your on your business line. No. I mean, for he didn't even want Dumont talking to him about like something minor. But the hitman calls him up and says, "Hey, I got a kid in the car." Like, mm-hmm. well, may, yeah, maybe like Jeff Bezos. Imagine just like Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos has like a hitman, and he yeah. texts him on the regular on his regular cell phone. He probably does have. Actually, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Bezos is a fellow. He was raised by a Cuban American, so I consider Jeff Bezos a fellow um, countryman. I see. I uh, I feel like he probably didn't want Dumont talking to him though, because Dumont is basically an officer of the law so he's going to be under more scrutiny so if he says something inappropriate that's gonna you know make things look like you can't deny that but some some nobody that nobody knows hey i have this person who are you i think that's an easier argument nobody that nobody knows all right that's it for this episode (laughs) thank you all for tuning in again we're looking forward to the rest of the season and we hope you're enjoying it too. Let us know what you're thinking so far of Lupin Part 2. I'm sure you you all have probably binged. And if you're listening to this, you're so obsessed with Lupin that you need as much of it as you possibly can inject into your veins. Mm-hmm. All right. Zach, can you please plug us? Absolutely. Well, we are officially on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and I'm sure we'll be other places as well. But you can find... Uh, the show at Lupin by Story Archives on any of those platforms. Uh, you can visit a website at storyarchives.themidnightexchange.com, uh, which uh, brings us into our uh, podcast network, uh, themidnightexchange.com. You can visit us there. You can find us um, on uh, Instagram and Facebook at The Midnight Exchange, Twitter at THME Podcast. We also have a podcast called The Midnight Exchange. If you want to listen there, uh, you can hear a little bit more of, uh, you know, our personal lives and just, you know, us uh, talking about day-to-day things. But uh, other than that, drop us an email at podcast at The Midnight Exchange. If you have questions, suggestions, anything. Um, and uh, I think that'll, that'll be about it. That's it. That's all. All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Have a good one.